KINY, the voice of Juno, News of the North with Jordan Lewis. Jason Geiler is the general chairman of the local chapter of the Smart TD 1626 Union, which represents all engineers, conductors, and brakemen of all White Pass Railroad trains and equipment in Skagway. White Pass and Yukon Route Rail workers voted last week to authorize a strike. The railway is Skagway's biggest employer and one of the most popular tourist attractions in southeast Alaska. Geiler gives background on the issues the union is facing. So we operate under the Railway Labor Act, and under that act and according to the bylaws and contents within it, we have a collective bargaining agreement that when a CBA is established, it remains in effect until a new one is ratified. So the current CBA that we have was ratified back in 2017. It was negotiated in 2013 and and took effect on January 1st, 2014 through December 31st, 2017, with a new agreement being opened for discussion and negotiations at that point. So it's been six years since we have been able to successfully come to an agreement and ratify a contract together with the organization. This means they've been working without a contract and have been for the past six years. We have not realized or seen any increases in our wages since 2017. We haven't seen an increase in any of our compensation package at all during some of the most challenging times as a nation, but also some of the most rewarding times for the organization. The company set records carrying more than 500,000 passengers in 2019 and are on track this year to have more than 600,000 people ride the train. The union had a mediation meeting scheduled a little over a week ago on Friday, June 30th. Though we only had the one meeting scheduled with the National Mediator for Friday, there was enough momentum that it led us into a marathon event for the weekend. We ended up having mediation meetings on Friday, Saturday, and again on Sunday. But it was on Sunday that it became very apparent that the company's just not willing to budge when it comes to certain things that we're asking for and willing to compromise on in order to be able to move forward. Having agreed to the strike, the strike could happen at any time as soon as within the next 30 days. Geiler says the strike would have a detrimental impact on the tourism industry in Skagway, and health and welfare is also of importance in these discussions. White Pass representatives have been reached out to for further comment. On Tuesday at approximately 6.50 a.m., Capital City Fire and Rescue responded to the 1900 block of Crest Street for a commercial structure fire. Upon arrival, fire personnel found heavy smoke conditions in one of the tenant spaces of a large commercial structure. The fire was located in a garage shop space at the back of the building, and the fire was extinguished with little water use. The fire marshal conducted a fire origin and cause investigation immediately after the suppression activity. This fire was unintentional in nature and started in a plastic garbage can due to discarded wood stain material being used the day before. The material is ignited by a process known as spontaneous combustion. The amount of damage is estimated at approximately $5,000. The tenant space is insured and there were no injuries reported. And the Coast Guard medevac the master of a tug six miles west of Zarembo Island. An MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter crew from Air Station Sitka hoisted the 62-year-old man at 1.38 a.m. and transferred him to awaiting emergency medical services personnel at Air Station Sitka. The patient was reportedly in stable condition at the time of transfer. Watchstanders at the Sector Juno Command Center received the medevac request at 11.13 p.m. Sunday from the first mate aboard the 99-foot tug Mikahana, reporting the vessel's master was experiencing symptoms related to a pre-existing medical condition. Watchstanders consulted the duty flight surgeon who recommended a medevac. Watchstanders coordinated the launch of the Jayhawk crew from Air Station Sitka at 11.30 p.m. 
On-scene conditions at the time of the medevac included 10-mile-per-hour 10 10 winds and 3-foot seas, with an air temperature of 54 degrees and a water temperature of 51 degrees. Coming up next on News of the North, Pat Harris and Deb Rudis came on to Capital Chat to talk about their upcoming garden store as part of Southeast Alaska Master Gardeners. A plane that crashed in Alaska last month, killing a bush pilot who was featured on a reality TV show and a hunting guide apparently struck a tree during takeoff from a rural airstrip, an official said on Tuesday. And Dan Robinson, chief researcher and analyst for the Alaska Department of Labor's Economic Trends magazine, joined Action Line. Those stories next with Jazz Garrett. Welcome back to News of the North. Pat Harris and Deb Rudis came on to Capitol Chat to talk about their upcoming garden tour on Saturday, July 15th. It's only one day on Saturday. It goes from 11 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We've been doing this for, we think, over 25 years. And what it involves is you buy a pass and you'll get a wristband. And we get to visit eight gardens, mostly around downtown and Twin Lakes. The gardens that will be on tour will be uh, available you can find out information about them on the 14th, the day before the tour, after 5 o'clock. If you go to the website, you'll be able to get a, a sneak peek at what's going to happen. But until then, it's secret. So we're not releasing the names of the gardens or the, the uh, gardeners. They will be charging tickets for the tour. One thing we should add, though, there is a charge and that money goes to uh, charitable contributions for the um, organization and it is twenty dollars and you can pay by check or cash if you don't get your um, ticket earlier um, online yeah we recommend getting it online because that's easier for everybody and the you could only buy a ticket at one of the gardens and we're not sure which one it I don't know which one it is yet so you won't find that out until after 5 p.m. on the 14th so uh, be smart to plan ahead get it get it Get it online it makes it easier for us to you can find more information under kinyradio.com's capital calendar a small plane that crashed in alaska last month killing a bush pilot who was featured on a reality tv show and a hunting guide apparently struck a tree during takeoff from a rural airstrip an official said tuesday clint johnson the national transportation safety board's alaska region chief told alaska public media the apparent strike of a large snag or dead tree subsequently rendered the vertical stabilizer inoperative and the airplane crashed shortly after that the agency on tuesday released a preliminary report on the crash that killed pilot Jim Tweedo, 68 years old, and Shane Reynolds, 45 years old. Tweedo's family-run rural aviation business was featured in three seasons of the Discovery Channel's Flying Wild Alaska series. Tweedo was also well-known in Alaska's aviation community. The investigation continues with a final report expected within a year. Dan Robinson, chief researcher and analyst for the Alaska Department of Labor's Economic Trends magazine, joined Action Line. The theme in this article is the cost of living. Robinson explains some of the drivers for Alaska's inflation. During the pandemic and then a little even even a little bit going into the pandemic, Alaska had for the first time in its history negative inflation. So prices actually went down. Then prices went way up during COVID and they, they're just coming down now in the most recent data. And in terms of the drivers, it's 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 a it's an unusually messy uh, set of factors because again of the pandemic. What people bought changed, how much of what they bought changed, supply chain 
uh, were chains were disrupted. So some of some of what we can tie to the pandemic is is kind of going away. Things are normalizing, but there are some things, housing being the main one, that are keeping inflation a little higher than average. He talks more about housing. Housing, so just to flesh that out a little bit, when we talk about overall inflation, housing has the largest weight, which means it's what most, what, what the average consumer spends the highest percentage of their uh, money on, which makes sense. So what housing does, whether it's rising or falling, influences disproportionately what's going on in the overall inflation rate. Juno is interesting in Alaska overall because despite not a lot of population growth, for a while, housing has continued to go up. One thing this article talks about, though, is that lots of U.S. cities have noticeably more expensive housing than any Alaska city. So as expensive as things are here, you'd have it a lot worse if you lived in Honolulu, San Francisco, a long list of other cities. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com.